me tell you about our sponsor. This half hour spotlight sponsor is Jace Medical. You heard me talk about Jace case from Jace Medical for a long time. It holds five of the most important antibiotics for emergency use. Well, I am happy to announce they're launching a new product, the Jace Daily. This is so important. If you think that there might be a delay, there might be a, a breakdown or shortages in the supply chain, please have the things that you need for your cholesterol, diabetes, your heart health, blood pressure, mental health, whatever it is you take on a daily basis, you can find the peace of mind having this kind of long-term supply of your vital medications. Uh, go to jacemedical.com, enter the promo code back at checkout for a discount on your order. A doctor will review everything. They'll help you all the way through it. It's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. theory about what is happening to Donald Trump. I'd like to share it in 60 seconds. You and I are live today for one very simple reason. We had mothers who lived in a nation where it was possible to have an abortion, but she chose not to. Sadly, this isn't the story for 64 million of our brothers and sisters whose lives were cut short right at the very beginning. This is why Preborn fights every single day. So the at-risk infants will get a chance at life. However, we also are really concerned about the moms. We can't just say, mom, you're a baby killer. A lot of these women have, they feel trapped like they have no choice. And when they go to places like Planned Parenthood, they reinforce that. There is a choice and there is help. And it comes from people like Preborn. They have rescued over 28,000 babies just this year. How do they do it? Well, they start with an ultrasound. For $28, you can give a woman a free ultrasound. She sees the baby. The, the, the odds of her saying no to an abortion double once she's seen and heard the heartbeat. Go to preborn.com. Please donate. Just uh, You can hit... Pound 250, keyword baby, or just donate at preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back, sponsored by Preborn. So, Stu, it's getting a little old, all of yeah. the indictments. I mean, it is like, okay, come on, give me something new. It's like, okay, you know, Fast and the Furious, and okay, all right, the sequel, uh, Okay, to- Tokyo Drift seems like you're pushing it a little <laughs> bit, and now where are we? Yeah, um, we're at like uh, fast, nine. Fast X, I think, just came yeah. out, which okay, is 10. So, 10. Okay, so we're at good. 10 now, and it feels right. like we're going to get there eventually. Something like 91 total charges now. 
yeah. against the president. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm, I'm torn because it's hard for me to imagine they're going to put the, a, a president of the United States in prison. Oh, they will. But on the other hand, it, it seems really hard to imagine the government goes O for 91 here. Yeah. Uh, it seems really tough to yeah. imagine they don't get anything out of this. Right. So, I, I mean, I, we are throwing a, spaghetti at the board. Yes. I mean, it's it, this is so <laughs> disgusting and despicable. I mean, this is truly all about two things. Uh, one, I don't think it's about stopping Donald Trump from being president. Now, if they can put him in jail, they will. Mm-hmm. But he can still run from jail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I don't think it's about that. Uh, well, I think that's I think that's gravy to them. That's like ah, and he's in jail. This is about deflecting all of the trouble of Hunter and Joe Biden. Uh, this is all about teaching the rest of us a lesson. If we can do this to this guy, you think you can survive us? It's a lesson. But it is also something, and this is, this is, you know how I've always said, they self-diagnose. Mm-hmm. Whatever they say we're doing, they're doing. This is, I mean, they did this with the impeachment. They impeached Donald Trump because they said he was inappropriate in Ukraine with the leader of Ukraine. Okay? Seems like ancient history. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's I hard to believe that that's what this comes back to. It does. It comes back to them covering their track. Whatever they said Donald Trump was doing, they were doing. So, you know, when they said, well, he's, you know, he's uh, obstructing justice and he is he's using the Justice Department, you know, against his enemies. That's what it that's what it looks like to us. No, that's what they do. Oh, I mean, another example of this is remember their reaction to lock her up, lock her up, lock her up chance at rallies? Yes. This is a banana republic. We don't do this. We don't put our political enemies behind bars. This is America. Do you remember? Yes, I do. Because they were chanting it at a rally? Mm -hmm. They got 91 charges against this guy. Where did that go? Well, he's different. He's different. That is what they believe. I mean, they they really, truly believe that. Yeah. Um, Now, Listen to the listen to the indictment from yesterday. Defendant Donald J. Trump lost the United States presidential election held on November 3rd, 2020. One of the states he lost was Georgia. Trump and the other defendants charged in this indictment refused to accept that Trump lost. Uh, that's what they do. I mean, then, yeah, the, 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 they the, protest every presidential every election. single they time they lose. They say it was stolen. Mm-hmm. And do they really believe it? Because this is this is the charge to make this charge stick. You have to prove that he didn't actually believe that. So now here's my or question. At least he, he was negligent. He should have understood is the other standard they're going to go for here. That you, that, you know, if, if like if I say, look, my lawyer told me I could murder 12 people in the park. That's not right. a defense. Right. You need to. have right. so, so they have to prove it's so egregious that he should have known 
Which is, again, a high standard. Okay. Again, that shows me, because they always self-diagnose, that they've never believed any of these things that they've said. They are just corrupting uh, the system to corrupt it. And we've known that. But to me, this is proof, because they always do what they accuse the other side of doing. So... They knew in 2000, they knew in 2004, they knew in 2012, right, or 16. They knew. They knew. We didn't win those. Oh, yeah. Well, of course they knew it. I mean, 2000 was close, you know, so they, yeah. I think some of them do believe they won 2000. Uh, yeah, but then you had all the recounts. And right. They showed New that they York lost. Times oh, yeah. did a recount. Yeah, they lost. They yeah. lost all of these. And, but they kept coming out. And saying it anyway. Correct. Correct. So they refused to accept that Trump lost and they knowingly and willfully joined a conspiracy to unlawfully change the outcome of the election in favor of Trump. That conspiracy contained a common plan and purpose to commit two or more acts of racketeering. Now, is there anyone that you know of that's in the news that should be charged with racketeering? No, no, nobody comes to mind. I I thought that was rhetorical. No, no, I'm just just saying. Mm. Now, if you look at this and and then ask yourself, wait a minute, I remember somebody actually putting together a plan to set the country on fire should they lose. And then they would challenge that in the courts. They would have their people out on the streets. Um, you know, no, no peace, no justice, no peace, mm-hmm. uh, saying that the election was stolen. And then they would get the uh, slate of electors to change. Which is exactly what they're accusing him of doing. They even read ads saying you should do this. Yeah, they weren't changing the people. They were trying to get the, the electors to change their votes, right, with those ads. Which is a little bit different, but still, uh, you know, uh, they had no qualms about changing the None. outcome of democracy and all None. this crap that they say now. They, they wanted their outcome. And they tried to get their outcome with every single trick they could think of to accomplish it. It is really incredible. So, I, I you know, I don't know. Uh... I, I I mean, I can't imagine, as Stu said, that out of what, 90, 91 charges, I 91 believe, charges that they're not going to they're not going to hit something over 91 would be hard to pull off. It's just it just I mean, the odds, because I think there's a uh, there's a tension between people who are Trump supporters, right? Which is like Trump's a fighter. He's a survivor. He's going to beat this. I, they're not going to put him in prison. Of course, he's going to win because they see him as a winner. Right. And on the other side of this is this, you know, the same it's instinct in the same people saying this is the deep state. They're coming after him with everything they got. They will never relent until he's put behind bars or punished or whatever. One of those is going to fail here, right? Either either he is put in prison and, and you know, he's not invincible or uh, the deep state doesn't have the power we've been assigning to it this whole time. Because they've got 91 charges right now. If they want to put him in prison and the deep state is what we say it is, they're going to put him in prison. 
right? <laughs> just can't. It's on. It's the. It's on the table for them. If, they've if they, they've if done the legwork. All here. bets are off on anybody. On anybody. If they put him in prison, they put him in prison. That. I can't even imagine that. But I mean, like, what? Because I, I, I have that same feeling of like. I can't even imagine. That's not possible. This is the United States of America. No, That's, but it is But it possible. is. And also, there's 91 charges. Now, maybe there's a chance, right, that they get him on something that's smaller that doesn't result in prison time, right? Like I think that's a legitimate possibility. I think, and I know he says he's not going to do this. I think it's a legitimate policy. He winds up pleading out of some of this and just saying... Yeah, whatever, guilty. And then goes on the campaign trail and says, I wasn't guilty. I just obviously said that, his version of, of that statement. I Look, I wanted to get this behind us. I don't think it's out of the question that that is the end of this. He just he, he stays out of prison by pleading to something. So there is a, there is a new uh, poll out that shows 12% of the U.S. Popula- population, that's 30 million people 12% believe that violence is warranted to prevent Trump from assuming the presidency so 30 million people in America believe violence is okay to stop him from being the president again violence that's almost double the number of people who believe that violence is warranted uh, to make sure that Trump does become president. So you have 12 and about 5.8%. The left over double the amount of violence or violent people that believe that. And yet we're the ones made into the violent ones. We're the ones made look like we're angry. No, you have twice the number of people that that want to go into violence. That that's how crazy your side is. And I will tell you, the five percent that want violence on the streets, they're just as crazy as the left. There's no place for violence in the streets. No, none. None. And anybody on the right who thinks that's going to work out well for you. You will be the death of the republic. You'll be the death of the republic, period. But it's interesting to me that the ones who are preaching peace, 30 million of those who despise Donald Trump, 30 million think violence is justified Mm. to make sure he never becomes president again. It's it's so so disturbing and glenn i don't know going back to the way the founders drew this all up back in the day it seems to me they had several different ways to deal with a situation like this right the first one was impeachment right Mm -hmm. if you believe your president has done something terrible and does and, and 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 needs to be punished that's the process they tried that in a haphazard, pathetic way with no evidence, mm-hmm. and they rushed it through because they thought the emotion would help them, just like they try to push through a gun bill after a mass shooting, right? That's mm-hmm. what they tried to do. It didn't work. And this is throw the spaghetti against the wall, attempt number 46 to see if they can get something on him. The other thing that the founders put together, which is pretty helpful, 
was elections, right? Like we have opportunities to make these decisions. If you believe Donald Trump did something, you know, really wrong here, you can make a decision with your vote and the American people can hold him responsible for that by not making him president of the United States again. Here's the difference. The founders believed in the people. Yeah. Okay. They believe the America. This is a quote from Thomas Jefferson. The American people will from time to time get it wrong, but eventually they'll figure it out Mm -hmm. and correct the mistake. Yep. They don't believe in the people. No. Otherwise, why would they lock you up? Why would they say you're a grandma killer if you don't agree with them? They they don't believe in you. Yeah. And like I, I the precedent this sets, like I believe, you know, we go through this in more detail, but like, is there any chance, Glenn, a local prosecutor in twenty twenty five, if Joe Biden loses, is there any chance that a local prosecutor doesn't indict Joe Biden? Somebody in a red state is going to come together and say, wait a minute, I, there's this charge and this charge and this charge passed through our state. Yeah, of course they're going to do it. No, they won't. The right won't do it. I don't know. They should be they doing it right now with Hunter Biden. I mean, I can't believe that we're not charging for racketeering. I mean, look at look Hunter at what they're a doing. Story, though. Hunter is a is there's no argument. He's you know, he is a he is a legitimately a private citizen. Right. And should be charged uh, and should be these things should be handled. There's no impeachment process. No. For Hunter Biden. There is for Joe. And that's what that's what the founders thought of when they were like, how do we deal with this? And they said impeachment. There's also elections. Those two things are really powerful tools to hold somebody responsible. But like we're in an era now where every one every president right or wrong, coming out of these offices, you, you have to imagine is going to get indicted after this. They, they're just throwing everything at this guy. And look, you can look at this and you might say, I think he did something wrong. And if you do, you shouldn't vote for him, right? Like you should do the opposite of that, which is vote for somebody else. By the way, you said yesterday that you didn't understand uh, why the prosecution would make this deal with Hunter Biden and then back off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a reason, something I learned uh, this morning reading the news okay. about that sweetheart deal. Coming up in just a second. Jane lives in California. She's a tennis player. She says way more active than I like to. Uh, but, you know, each to their own, I guess. So Jane has been suffering from pain throughout her body and especially in her knees for a few years now. It started slowing her down. And she's not the type of person that just is going to let that happen. She wants to go out and play tennis. She wants to be who she is. She heard me talking on this program about Relief Factor and about how well it worked to kill the inflammation that causes our pain that she decided to give it a try. She's still taking Relief Factor today. You know what else? She's also playing tennis again. Jane got her life back, and so could you. The three-week quick starts, 1995. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them have gone on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start at relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. So attorneys for Hunter Biden are in court now arguing this was Sunday, just two days ago, 
that the pretrial diversion agreement signed by federal prosecutors remains binding. So this is not the plea deal. This is the diversion, which means we're not prosecuting you. The gun part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Court filing last Friday. Now, special counsel David Weiss asked a federal judge to vacate the charges filed against Biden in Delaware so he could refile the charges in other jurisdictions. Weiss told the court that prosecution uh, prosecutors and Biden's counsel were at an impasse and not in agreement on either the plea agreement or the diversion agreement. Despite the prosecutor's desire to start over, Biden lawyers said the client intends to abide by the terms of the diversion agreement that was executed on July 26 hearing by the defendant. The parties have a valid and binding bilateral diversion agreement. This has to be decided by a judge because unlike the plea deal, when you sign a a diversion, that's between you and the prosecutor. The judge doesn't have to okay that. So both of both parties signed it, and now they're saying, well, it's it's binding. Now, the prosecutor, you know, is like, well, no, I no, I'm pretty sure that's not no, no, I'm pretty sure. But that anything that is an agreement not to prosecute are struck between prosecutors and the defendant. And judicial approval is not typically required. Hmm. So that's it's interesting. Again, though, if they wanted to just let Hunter off, wouldn't they? They just agree to this. Why are they fighting it in court? I um, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, it's hard to understand. I mean, I, because I think I I just think that's honestly, I think that's cover. The prosecutors mm. also came out mm. and said, you ready for this? The reason why they did that kind of a deal, the diversion, was to stop a vindictive Donald Trump from going after him. You've got to be, gotta be kidding, me. kidding me. If anybody has a right to be vindictive, it's Donald Trump, but I pray that he won't be vindictive. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So Tiffany wrote in uh, about her experience with American Financing. She said, Glenn, after hearing about American Financing on your program, I reached out in regard to my refinancing my current mortgage from an adjustable rate into a fixed rate and getting a lower interest rate in the process. I was paired with Scott and was pleased with him and his team. He stayed constant. Uh, he was always in contact with me throughout the process and made sure to reach out consistently just to let me know that they were available if I needed them or had any, had any questions. I would highly recommend Scott and his team for refinancing needs. Thank you, American Financing. Well, Tiffany, thank you. Thanks for listening. Sounds like your experience is exactly what you needed. American Financing is saving people just like Tiffany an average of $700 a month. Plus, if you refi your mortgage, you could end up being able to delay uh, up to two of your mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. That'll take the pressure off. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net.
A week from tomorrow is the first debate. We don't know if Trump's going to be there or not, but you'll get the best coverage on Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Oh, golly. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the story yesterday. A lot of people just kind of didn't pay attention to it, so I thought... Maybe we should uh, maybe we should bring it up and and maybe highlight in a different way. Uh, there are now uh, 20, 20 politicians in Washington that are over 80. I Wow, that's a lot, although I may have guessed higher. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought uh, we should just go and and look at some of these politicians. And I'm just going to just to put it into context. You know, what was a song that was out when they were a kid? OK. OK. Mm-hmm. So Chuck Grassley, he's 89. He was uh, born uh, September 17th, 1933, and this was the song that was... When he went away, the blues walked in and met me. If he stays away, old rockin' chair will yeah. get me. All I they, do they don't put rockin' chair in songs. No, not enough anymore. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. Lizzo has that one. But. Yeah. Right, but she was mm-hmm. she's a flautist yeah. or something that starts with an F. Yeah. Uh, and so that's Chuck Grassley. Uh, when Jeez. Diane Feinstein was uh, was born, she's ninety. The top grossing movie was King Kong, the, the original. The original. The original. Wow. And, uh, this is yeah. By the way, nineteen thirty three. Uh, Hitler was also just appointed Chancellor of Germany, so... Yeah. Uh, Now, at a uh, whopping 81 years old, uh, born September 8th, 1941, was uh, Bernie Sanders. And uh, Bernie uh, had this super, super hit. Now, I love this music, though. It's, it's great. <laughs> it really yeah. is. I, it just, it does feel old. <laughs> A little puts older it in perspective. Than, yeah, puts it into perspective. This is what was on the radio. I'll explain what radio is later to the kids. Uh, but that is uh, Bernie Sanders. It's, it's, listening to this stuff, it's like, this is the stuff that you hear when, when like, um, uh, Michael J. Fox went back to nine, and then you're like, wait, no, that was 1955. Yes, that, that, <laughs> that was a decade, two decades away. Yeah, Before yeah. When he went back in time, uh-huh. Diane Feinstein was uh-huh. in her m- mid twenties. Uh huh. Mitch McConnell. This is what was playing on the radio. So, if you've ever seen the movie White Christmas, bingo. That's, uh, oh, by the way, the Manhattan Project had just started when uh, Mitch McConnell was born. Was Mitch in Oppenheimer? Uh, Did he make an appearance in that? uh, I think he was Fat Man. Okay. Or Little Boy. I I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it Jim Reich? Rich? He's a Republican in uh, Idaho. Yeah. Uh, Here here he is. Um, Never fall again. Say, boy, what you gonna do? It's the year the slinky was invented. I can call yeah. my own. 
Wow. We don't have anybody young enough to uh, be born in the year the hula hoop was invented, but Slinky. Uh, yes. Now, Grace Napolitano from California. Uh, this is what was happening in 1936 when she was born. Every time it rains. <laughs> And he's from heaven. FDR had just won his second presidential Don't election. You know oh. Yeah, he had four total. This was just heaven. the beginning of his second one. Uh, then we have Eleanor Holmes Norton. Uh, she was born uh, the year that Amelia Earhart disappeared. And, uh, this was the radio. We're still uh, we're still four years away from World War II. Still four years away. Uh, we have Harold Rogers uh, from Kentucky. He's eighty-five years old. Um, he was uh, born to this music, uh, and the Shirley Temple film Heidi had just been released. I'll explain, kids, what. Shirley Temple is uh, a little later. Bill Crab Pasquale from New Jersey, 86 years old. I'd like to say, Oh, the humanity. Yes, he was uh, born as the Hindenburg was burning to the ground. Uh, Maxine Waters was born with this super, super classic. You remember the, you remember the TV show, uh, The Addams Family? Yeah. Well, long before television was invented, mm-hmm. uh, it was a comic strip. Really? Yes. I did not know it, that. I didn't know that. Didn't it was in that. something kids called a newspaper. Mm. Uh, and there were the Sunday Funnies or a comic strip. Uh, and uh, the the year Maxine Waters was born is the uh, first comic strip of the Adams Family. Mm. Much, much, much later to be a TV show, and then a uh, movie. Uh, <laughs> yes, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and yeah. cartoons too. Right, I believe so. Later, yeah. later on, yeah. Uh, we have uh, Steny Hoyer. Got <laughs> a lot of Stennies these days. <laughs> Now, do you recognize, I mean, you recognize this? Mm. This was also the year, don't worry about it, this is also the year that the Columbia Broadcasting System presents War of the Worlds with Orson Welles. Yes, yes, same year as War of the Worlds. Stations present Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the air in the War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Now, slightly, slightly younger than that is James Clyburn. Uh, He's 83. He was born July 21st, 1940, when when this was out. Uh, And you could buy a pound of bread, buy a pound of bread. When did we sell bread by the pound? Mm. You can buy a pound of bread for 10 cents. But uh, then we have Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she, in, uh, she was born in 1940. So she's really kind of a spring chicken here. Really? Yeah. 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 
1940, Congress limited the work week to 40 hours. Now, most people would say... People work work more than 40 hours. And other people would say, what's work? Hmm. Uh, But uh, Nancy Pelosi definitely knows. Then Danny Davis, he is a Democrat. Yeah. Is this... Is this Post Malone, or who is this? Yeah. Now, this is the year that uh, Captain America was first penned and put in a comic book. So, the, the Marvel movie, or? Yeah, no, not the movie. No. No, the comic book. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Carter, uh, he's a Republican for Texas. This is, now you're going to like this. As time goes by, really, uh, it was John would remember that he was born the year General Mills introduced something called Cheerios. Oh, Cheerios! I love Cheerios. Which They're delicious. Much, 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 much later became Cheerios. Mm, Cheerios. Yeah, I uh, I prefer the Cheerios mm-hmm, personally. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this, uh, is, uh, Anna Eschew, uh, her birthday, December 13th, 1942. Uh, this is the year she was born the year FDR called for the internment of the Japanese in American uh, concentration camps, which she's got to be so very proud of. Frederica Wilson. A Democrat from Florida, uh, she was uh, she was born under under this, and uh, a twelve ounce Pepsi cost five cents when she was born. Rosa DeLauro, uh, she was uh, she was born the year, and you're not going to find this hard to believe. Born the year scientists discovered that LSD had psychedelic properties. Uh, yeah. When you could sing songs about pistols. I was putting the pistol down. It's a gun yeah. control song. You're allowed well, you're to do right. that now. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Virginia Fox uh, from North Carolina, 80 years old, uh, 1943. She was born. And we're now about to enter the stereophonic phase. Ooh. Yeah, but uh, not yet. Not yet. We're still about 10 years, maybe 15 years away from stereophonic. But uh, uh, she was born the year Italy surrendered uh, in World War II. Mm-mm. And then, of course, we have Kay Granger from Texas. Uh, she she was born. Yeah. She was uh, born the year James Cagney won Best Actor for his performance in Yankee Doodle Dandy, mm. which that's a good performance. Is like uh, is, can't disagree. It's, it's a little like Top Gun without any kind of technology in it. Uh, yeah, so, not, not a not a pl- lot of planes really uh, nothing being utilized. Really, not back then. No. It's, it's interesting, and like you know, part of me thinks if you're 84. And you get elected for the first time, good for you. You know, good for you. If you are so incredible at 84 that you just really walk in there and you're like, hey, I'm running. And the voters say, hey, come on in. That's wonderful. Congratulations. When it's 
re-election number 27, mm-hmm. it, it kind of mm-hmm. becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we're seeing, I don't know, some some after effects of some of these decisions. Well, uh, California looking at you with Diane Feinstein right now. Yeah. You know what? Uh, uh, by the way, none of these people are boomers. Oh, we're in silent generation? Yeah. Is that what it was? Is that the ones before yeah. boomers? Silent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they weren't boomers because the war hadn't finished yet. So baby boomers? No. This is the generation before baby boomers. Just to give you a little perspective. Now, look, they tell me, I don't believe this, but they tell me that someday I'll be their age. And I mean, doctors do not agree with this analysis. Yes, they think I'll be <laughs> I, I, dead long before. But, yes. uh, <laughs> uh, but that being said, uh-huh. uh, if I do make it, I won't be in Congress. Right. And I think maybe some of these really, 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 really old people should leave us alone. I've, you've had your day in the sun. In fact, you've had more uh, than a day in the sun. Uh, you've had over 80 years in the sun. And when you leave something out in the sun too long, it tends to dehydrate. Yes. And shrivel up. Right. And, and perhaps, there you are. Perhaps that's happened to many of the brains uh, in Congress. Yes. So please leave Congress. Now, <laughs> I hope that this gives you a perspective of the 20 people. That are running our country right now. That does not include the executive branch. I was going to say, yeah, Biden, we didn't even talk about. No, no. He's obviously on this list. Absolutely. Uh, But maybe, maybe that will help you understand how very, very old these generation before the boomers really are. Okay, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor. This half hour, it's blinds.com. Whoever said that summertime living is easy... I never really spend any time in Texas. I'm just saying. Uh, we start having rolling blackouts. I'm gone. I'm, I mean, I'm gone. This is so freaking hot down here. I know it's never been like this. Well, except maybe 10 years ago. And then the hottest on record uh, with, I think, three times the amount of days uh, at this kind of heat was back in 1980, right at the end of global cooling. But anyway, um, Blinds.com would like you to know that they have you covered, literally. Uh, they know what they're doing, and if you know what you're doing, great. Just go online and order the blinds. But if you don't want to do it yourself, somebody will install them. Somebody will help you pick them out, and they're really, really good at this. Blinds.com is where you need to go. Limited, Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. They've covered 25 million windows at blinds.com. They have 100% satisfaction guarantee. So beat the heat and lower your electric bill at the same time with the sun blocking shades. Or make sure you put, you know, shades, shutters, drapes, whatever you need to keep the heat in this winter. It's blinds.com. Save up to 45% off plus free installation on qualifying purchases. Up to 45% off right now. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Glenn Beck.
How's she supposed to get home? Possibly one of the greatest songs ever, don't you think? I think probably the greatest. Well, I mean, can we are we up for a change in the national anthem? What are you thinking? I mean, maybe deal with this. She's speaking, you know, the language of a whole generation. How am I supposed to get home? How I'm supposed to get home? Let me let me show you something really stupid. I read about this in the Rolling Stone. Uh, Do you have the other one? Yeah. Working all day, double time hours. (laughs) This guy. At first, I liked it, and then I read Rolling Stone and every other elitist, (laughs) and they were like, this guy is dumb. And he doesn't speak, he's just formulaic. And he's not speaking for anybody but deplorables. Oh, gosh, I hate yeah. deplorables. Oh, they're bad. Where the hell my phone? Where the hell my phone? That's, That's art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All up in her context, uh, which I don't, I don't think we should play any more of that one. I think it could go awry. It could go awry. Yeah, well, it is Lizzo, and she's... A genius, honestly. Well, how she posts to get Going home. Back program. I love meat. Stu does not. I'm an American. He's a Canadian spy. That's not accurate. You're right. You're not Canadian. Anyway, uh, <laughs> here's what I want you to do. If you want great meat and you want to save the meat industry so we're not all eating, you know, bottled meat, uh, may I suggest that you uh, give... Good Ranchers, a phone call today. Get online and order your meat. The best cuts of meat from quality all-American sources. And gives you two years of meat when you sign up. Okay, I'll wait. Two years at the same price. It's not going up from inflation. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code GLEN and save $25 off and $480 of free ground beef in your first two years. That's free. Plus, they lock in your price. It's GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code GLEN for over $500 in savings. Subscribe to Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. On yesterday's program, we had a former member of the Capitol Police who was giving us new information yesterday about what's on the tapes, what he saw, and who is responsible. He also gave us a name of somebody I had not heard of, and he said, Everybody in America should know this name, uh, just like they know Ray Epps. But you should know this name as well. Steve Baker joins us with a further update on this. He's an investigative journalist and Blaze Media contributor. 
He is the guy that has been given permission to view the 12,000 hours of videotape. Uh, He may not get that chance because of a court case that is being heard today. We'll tell you all about it in 60 seconds. If you're stuck at your home for a few days during a natural disaster, how long would it take you to get to the duck sauce? I mean, you know, if Stu and I were locked over in his house, he'd be having duck sauce and I'd be sharpening the knives because, well, he's a he's a vegetarian, so he's a little stringy, but at least it's meat. Um, now, my Patriot Supply is offering a huge discount on their best-selling three-month emergency food kit. For a limited time, you're going to save 25% per kit that you order. That's the biggest discount they offer. Now, these kits include breakfast, lunch, dinner, and so much more. Snacks, 2,000 calories a day. Get at least one kit per person in your family from My Patriot Supply. Grab the 25% discount today before the offer expires. You'll get fast and free shipping. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Steve Baker, welcome to the program. Good to be back, Glenn. Thanks for having me. So I had you on, I think it was last week, and we were talking about the 12,000 hours that you have been promised your first up to view because you're working on a story for The Blaze, and you have found some pretty shocking things, but you need to verify before you even write this. You need to verify on tape, correct? That's correct. It's, it's actually 41,000 hours. It's, it's roughly the math is the 41,000 hours by time, uh, 1700 plus cameras that are available in the uh, Capitol campus. And that would be the 24 hour day of January 6th. That's where that 41,000 hour uh, number comes from. So they are going to court today to try to cordon off some of this tape and say you can't see it because of national security is that going to prevail and will that affect you it's it's a interesting question because we have as you know uh, had limited access there's only been five journalists given access up to this point the first and most public of those was tucker carlson's staff's access and then julie kelly john solomon uh, joe hanneman from the epic times and myself are the only five up to this point that we know of who have been given that access and then there's been a pause button hit and we were told that the reason why this pause button was hit was because they were developing a new media guideline this was coming directly from uh, speaker mccarthy's staff and with this new guidelines that were going to be published and this was supposed to be published over a month ago and then i got a call from a staffer last week who told me very specifically he said you were first back in you you're you were the guy we know what you're working on we want this story out and you're going to be the first one back in under the new guidelines and they told me that this guidelines was going to be out last Friday. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, And so we still haven't seen the guidelines. And I'm wondering if there's not some connection to this new judicial watch. uh, It's not a new judicial watch filing, by the way. They filed this lawsuit back in February of 21, just a month after January 6th. But the point being is, is that the Capitol Police themselves do not want people to have access to this video. So that's what that's what's coming up in court today. That's so a, be a decision that prevents us from getting back in. That is a real problem. This is the people's videotape. This is the people's house, the people's uh, capital. 
and we're not allowed to see the videotape. I don't buy. It's not for um, uh, and a reason that is mm, less than dark. So <laughs> yesterday, yesterday we had a former um, Capitol Police officer on with us, and he said, uh, nobody knows who Julie Farnham is, and everyone should know. Do you know her, yeah. and what can you tell us about her? Julie Farnham was hired by the Capitol Police uh, just uh, October of 2020, so just three months before January 6th. And she was brought in to basically revamp, which was a what they refer to in uh, the um, January 6th committee testimony as being a, a failing agency or a failing division uh, itself. And she came from uh, Homeland Security. She was actually oversaw what they called their immigration vetting division. So <laughs> imagine what that was like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she did, she did say that that was a significant intelligence position that she held and that she was uh, uh, then brought in to oversee this 12 person internal Intel analyst division at the Capitol police, uh, which she describes as an intelligent consuming division, not an Intel gathering division whatever that means. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I will tell you this, that there's not really anything nefarious at all. As a matter of fact, her her testimony, even before Pelosi's J6 uh, select committee is is quite uh, damning as to what was available to them. She was very clear that they had significant in, intel. In fact, they had intel that said specifically that there were going to be a large number of armed and with weapons, uh, protesters uh, coming to the Capitol that day, that there was actual intent to actually invade the Capitol that day. And that furthermore, there were uh, there was intelligence that they intended to actually take out Congress members. And with all of that intelligence there and reported to the January 6th committee, this information has never been shared with the American public. But I have the transcript of her testimony holy cow so um farnham she worked for farnham right in the intelligence arm of, uh, of the capital yes okay yeah she, she she would have been reporting directly to uh assistant chief yogananda Pittman, who was the head of uh, capital police intelligence okay and then when she moves over to the chief of police Pittman, uh mm -hmm. then farnham goes where Farnham was with the uh, agency for or, or with the, the department, the Capitol Police, as their what they call assistant director of intelligence and interagency coordination. So she headed up that division for about two and a half years before she went back into apparently private practice. She's no longer with them. They, she left in May of this year. OK, so why would he say yesterday that we need to know her? She sounds like a good guy. Yeah, I, I, I will I will tell you that the background that I have personally done on Farnham doesn't give me any indication that she herself had any nefarious intent. But I will tell you that, again, going back to her testimony before the select committee, that there there are more clues about what um, uh, Lieutenant Johnson said in that that she absolutely called an intelligence meeting with the uh, upper echelon of Capitol Police leadership, and this was on January 4th, in which she specifically says that um, 
both uh, Chief Gallagher and Chief Pittman were present, and she even says to the committee, it is my understanding that Chief Sund was not invited, quote unquote. Hmm. So who would have the power or what would the motivation be for Pittman not to pass all of this intel along? Well, what what would be the motivation? I mean, we we have to you know with any any type of uh, government operation, we have to start with uh, incompetence. We you know we always start there. And when we're talking about the the, uh, the the actual police department administrated by the largest, most incompetent government in the world, you know, hmm. it, it, it's a fair place to start before you get into malfeasance or malevolence or anything of that sort. But the fact that they knew, and this is this is a very very important for the American people to know, is not only that they have the intelligence, and it wasn't just from their own internal an- analysts. This this intelligence of uh, of a significant event that was coming their way was uh, testified uh, to by many other sources. We know that the FBI was sharing intelligence with them. They were receiving intelligence all the way from uh, the New York Police Department that there was uh, significant nefarious operators that were going to be descending on D.C. that day. And then, of course, we also have heard, uh, as we heard in the Tucker Carlson, Stephen Sund interview last week, that uh, we had both the uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Milley, as well as the uh, uh, Secretary of Defense, uh, Chris Miller, wanted to shut D.C. down. They wanted to close. They wanted to cancel all of the permitted events. And this is the other thing that Americans don't know is that the Capitol Police themselves had issued at least six what they call First Amendment protest permits for that day. These were signed off by the Capitol Police in which they knew that members of Congress were going to be speaking at some of those side stage events on the Capitol property. We're not talking about the the big rally that Trump was holding at the Ellipse, but these were events that were scheduled, permitted, legally so, signed off by the Capitol Police leadership. And for some reason, none of that information was ever passed down to their um, uh command level officers like Lieutenant Johnson. None of that information was ever shared in their morning roll call briefings that morning. We know from multiple testimonies, uh, both on the record and off the record with uh, Capitol Police officers, frontline officers, that they knew nothing about what was coming their way that day. We even heard those testimonies in trials. In the first Oath Keeper trial, uh, there was an officer by the name of Ryan Salky, and he was he was a brave officer. He stood his ground on the east uh, door. That's where the famous Columbus doors are. He was getting beaten, manhandled. He was getting just drenched in all manner of pepper spray and OC spray, and he never left his post until that door was finally breached. And in that trial, he was asked under cross-examination if he knew about the permitted events on the Capitol grounds that day. And he said, no. He said, the only thing I know, and I can I quote from my own notes because I was there at that trial. He said, uh, I only knew something was happening at the White House. What do you, what conclusion do you draw? And are we ever going to get to the end of this? Are we ever going to find out what really happened? What happened to the pipe bombers? What what happened? Where is that? Well, Exactly. Look, Glenn, I I draw the same conclusion as Tucker did in that interview last week. Uh, This sounds like a setup and and it and there's just too many missing or there's too many elements here, too many 
connective tissues Correct. showing that it was for this to be just gross incompetence. And in, and in fact, in, in Farnham's um, uh, assessment, one of the last things that questions that she was asked was, was this a failure leading up to uh, January 6th? And her answer was very simply this. She said, I don't think it was a failure of intelligence. I think it was a failure to operationalize the intelligence. And of course, she would not have had the, uh, it was not her position to uh, do and write the morning briefings for those officers that day. Somebody had that information Obviously, it goes right up to Pittman's office, and she had a briefing with them on the 4th. That information was shared, and for some reason, they did not disseminate that to their officers that day. Hmm. Uh, do you know what happened with or where we are on the pipe bomb? Is that just over? We're not looking for uh, those? Well, it's, it's still called an open investigation, which is why in recent hearings on, on the Hill that they won't answer questions about it. Because, as you know, they always say, well, that's an open investigation. I can't talk about it. Jeez. But, uh, but I will tell you this. We know that the pipe bombs themselves were inoperable. They were, um, they were stunt pieces. They, they were never intended to go off. They were basically diversionary tactics because the first one was found in the minutes before the first barricade breach at about 12.52 p.m. that day. And then the second was found just after that. And when both of those were found, and you can hear it on the Capitol Police radio comms, which I've heard all of them. I've heard hours and hours of their radio com, uh, communications. I've read the transcripts that there is uh, absolutely was chaos in that moment because now the, the undermanned Capitol Police, which is a whole other story in and of itself, is why a department with almost 2,000 uniformed officers that day only had a couple of hundred available on campus at the time. And then they were additionally diverted because those pipe bombs were found at buildings under the purview and the responsibility of the Capitol police themselves. It is almost like what a terrorist does when they set off a bomb and all the first responders go there uh, and are distracted from what really is going on or they're blown up at the, at the site, they drag them in. I think these guys with the pipe bombs clearly were dragging the Capitol police away so things could get uh, much, much worse. Do you believe that's the only conclusion? Yeah. Do you believe, uh, Steve? I, in fact, let me stop for one minute, and then I've got one more question for you. Hang on. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Life gets so busy sometimes. If you're anything like me, you don't have time to be held back from living because you're in pain. Most of the aches and pains that we suffer, especially on a regular basis, are caused by inflammation. And if you've ever had it, you know exactly what I mean. You don't have to suffer through frequent, terrible pain. I had it in my hands for a while that it was so bad. And finally, I gave Relief Factor a try. I took the hard stuff. Yeah, ibuprofen 800. Didn't work. Didn't work. When did I finally try Relief Factor? Well, I tried because my wife said she's not going to listen to me anymore whine about it until I tried everything. I got my life back. Thanks to my wife. It's a three-week quick start, 1995, a trial pack, not a drug, developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com or call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. It's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID.
Steve, in your investigation that you're doing, and we don't want to give out any details until you find what you're looking for. You say you have the smoking gun. You just have to get it, and hopefully it's not uh, you're not shut out from it after today's uh, hearing. Um, but how close are you really to being able to prove that this was at least aided and abetted by somebody in our government? I, I can tell you that there were specific circumstances that have been produced in trials and given to the American people through the media sources, the mainstream media mostly, that stories that have been told in those trials are not what uh, the truth uh, is is shown through these videos. We we have we have clear cut examples that I have found of, and I, there's just no other way to say it. I have found. As I, I think I said to you last last week, uh, the kill shot on actual um, manufacturing of evidence that did not exist uh, by the by the truth of the video uh, reveal, as well as the suppression of exculpatory evidence in some of these trials uh, that is is nothing more than a conspiracy by both the uh, Department of Justice and FBI to create uh, evidence out of whole cloth to convict individuals as well as to suppress uh, evidence. Usually when that happens, everybody is released because if they're suppressing evidence or doing anything else, you can't trust any of the court cases at all. Do you think you'll see these people go free? Uh, I, I think that once we, once we reveal this information and, and Glenn, to be honest with you, if they block us from getting the uh, access to the videos, I've already seen it. I've read an, uh, at least a dozen other people into this, as well as other eyeballs have seen the information that, uh, that I, I have found. In fact, we, we called uh, after the first day of what we stumbled upon. I immediately got on the phone, called Mike Howell from the oversight project at uh, the Heritage Foundation and had him come over and I showed him what we found. Because I needed somebody else's eyeballs on this, that it was that big and it was that important. So even if they they uh, withhold the access to, uh, in other words, they don't give me the video clips on a hard drive and allow us to to show this to the American people, I already have the camera numbers, I have the timelines, and we will reveal the cover up if we have to go that far. Wow. Uh, thank you for everything that you're doing, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, I I just. I think Americans are just tired of all of this and just want justice one way or another. You know, if bad guys are on our side, put them in jail. If bad guys are on the other side, put them in jail. Um, I'm, I'm so tired of this game that they're playing and our children and our children's lives and opportunities all at stake, all at stake for what? So they can have more power and more money. It's grotesque. Steve, thank you. Thank you, Glenn. Appreciate it. You know, I was um, at our our daily uh, meeting with the producers today, and Michaela said, "Man, today, oof, today I just I read all of the the news in the show prep, and uh, it just hit me so hard. I, I'm really having a hard time. I had to stop and pray, and I." I'm like, really? Because I thought today was kind of a slow news day. It was kind of the <laughs> typical. It's weird how some days, you know, it hit us differently. Um, we are in the battle of our lives for the battle of the republic. And 
I personally think there is so much good news. The logjam. We are so close, so close to be able to unravel this whole thing. And Americans are waking up. Stay calm, cool, and collected. The Glenn Beck Program. You remember when you're, you know, hard-working, God-fearing, family-oriented people that were living in this country constituted the majority? Yeah, yeah, me too, but I'm old. Shared a little something called American values. What are those? Well, the idea of contributing to companies that promoted leftist, socialist, and communist ideals, that wasn't part of them. That was ridiculous. But the times are behind us now especially with companies like Patriot Mobile, where we don't have to give our hard-earned money to those awful companies. Patriot Mobile, they're on the front lines of protecting American values for the next generation and fighting against the left's capture of the American businesses. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering dependable nationwide uh, networks so you'll get the best possible service in your area. Switch today. Make this the day that you start taking the first step in standing up and saying no more. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation today at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and get involved with Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, I know the president is all about Maui right now, mm. but we thought maybe there could be some extra help. Uh, and so Mercury One is uh, working with our partners in Maui to be able to get relief and supplies to them and uh, make sure that everybody has whatever it is they need that we could provide. Just join us at mercuryone.org and give to our emergency relief fund. Again, uh, I mean, you know, Biden is, oof. You're not going to go as far as Biden. Like, you're not going to go to the beach for this, are you? No, I'm not going to go to the beach. Okay. No, I can't do that. The only way to honor Maui and to support them is to go to the beach. Right? Like Chris Christie. Now, see, you... Like, you want to look like Chris Christie, people taking pictures of you from a helicopter. That's what that looked like to me with Biden, except he's a little thinner. Um, Other than that, it was pretty much the same photo. So, what you're saying to me is... I should go to the beach, but I can't. You should go because that would support Maui. That's how the president is doing it, and that's how you should, should do it as well. Go to the beach. I mean, it's, it's I unbelievable. Think I think we should all leave. Just go to the beach right now. I was talking to uh, Doug Gowdy from WGY this morning, and he, uh, our affiliate in Albany, New York, and he brought up, he's like, you know, the guy I used to work with is from Hawaii. Like, if you didn't want to do anything about Maui, why not call Barack up and just be like, hey, why don't you take this one on? Be the face of this. Maybe uh, go out there and try to help the people a little bit. I if don't he doesn't think he even do- knows what's going on. No, he, doesn't. he has no idea. You think they're telling him about Maui? I doubt it. I mean, it really is pathetic. And it, 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 I, I mean, it, for multiple levels, too. Like, it's wrong because these people really need help. This is a real tragedy. It's the worst wildfire, uh, as far as death goes, in 150 thousand, years. A thousand people are still missing. Is it really that high? A thousand. Wow. I read that last night. I couldn't believe a thousand I mean, are still missing. And not all, 
over and over again, the government promised we have the highest tech warning systems for anything like this, everything. We don't worry about it. We've got you. We've got you. And then when it happened, none of the warning signals went off. No one even knew this was happening. People were waking up at five o'clock in the morning uh, to smoke and fire all around them with no hope. And then they had to sit there and bob in the water for hours until someone came to rescue them. I mean, it is incomprehensible how and bad this is handled. What bothers me is just, you know, it, it, I don't know. I think I have a bigger problem with hypocrites than I do with actual just plain old criminals. You know what I mean? Mm. Criminal who's like, yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, I whacked the guy. What? I mean, I have more respect for that than than the president and his his uppity attitude that he's full of compassion and he just loves everybody and it's time to bring everybody together. He didn't go to Ohio. He didn't go to Ohio. No. Didn't he, he say he was going to? And then yeah, never, and then never, never went. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to Hawaii. I mean... Who is this guy? And let's take a step back from doing the right thing, because I don't know if people have noticed this. The Biden administration doesn't seem concerned with such things. Yeah. So just step back to the point of like the man is in the middle of a presidential election. Like just politics 101 would tell you to appear engaged. So look at the difference. The situation. Look at the difference between the hurricane in Florida and the way DeSantis handled that. Mm. And. And Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, DeSantis has had several of these situations that have gone on in Florida, and he's looked really good in all of them, uh, where the situation with, I mean, over and over again, he's doing this, right? Uh, Buttigieg doesn't show up. uh, You know, Biden, I I mean, I don't know that he should show up to Hawaii right now. Probably not ideal, but still, he should be, he should be doing daily press conferences with updates, how the resources are getting there. I mean, just. Again, separating this from what's right and wrong. I, I, I have no expectation of him even attempting to do something that's right. I'm just saying from the idea of trying to win an election. Do you remember what it looked like when when uh, when George, George Bush, Bush didn't looked go out to- when he did go and he but he just looked out the window of the plane at the uh, when he was observing it and there was a picture of that. His presidency was destroyed. Yeah, partially and by he that. He did that. He did that because he wanted to go, but did not want right. to trouble the people of new orleans with a presidential visit right and i can understand not a, a presidential okay. visit's not appropriate at this moment but like he wanted to appear uh, engaged now i think george w bush wanted well, to help the people I do too. too but i think he also wanted to appear engaged in a in a major story where a lot of people were suffering and the, the president goes to the beach and by the way, not word one from the media. Remember all the people who were talking about how often George Bush played golf? Remember those days? Oh, uh, by the way, Biden has already surpassed the most vacation days, most vacation days than anybody else ever in the presidency. I am not surprised. And, and so you have a, a situation where it's just surprising that you think they would say to him, look, you have to at least imp- appear like you care. I know you don't. But can you appear like you care about this? Because we have a presidential election coming up. Unless he just knows he's not running. Unless he's already he's already resigned himself to saying, I'm not going to do this anyway. Who cares? Or, or, he's, or he already knows he's won. Or he already knows right around the corner, the next day is going to be a giant Trump indictment. And no one's going to be talking about the way he's handling Maui. Uh, and 
I know it would be shocking because they always say they heard about this stuff on the news just like us. They never know what Merrick Garland's going to do. They didn't know what this prosecutor is going to do. They never know. They always learn about it actually after us because we they're that disengaged with this process. It's totally independent, Glenn. But given the fact that this came out, again, people are not going to be focusing on what Biden is doing with Hawaii. Uh, but this, of course, story is yet another chance to try to throw President Trump in prison. No. You know, hang on before you go. It's just I, I, I gave you the opportunity to give the truth about you did. I did. Oh, man. OK. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. You have failed to tell the American people the truth about the FEMA administrator. Oh, OK. OK. Mm-hmm. Deanne Criswell. OK. Yeah. No, I didn't say anything about Deanne Criswell. You didn't. You didn't. She said uh, she has a desire for the government's efforts to assist the survivors. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have the actual quote here. Go ahead and play this. It's very. Can you speak to the issue of ongoing communications in the earliest crisis? That was a problem and people getting information, whether it was the warning systems or any of that. But with towers down and uh, difficulty, how much is the inability to communicate with the citizens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with each other, still an ongoing part of what you're dealing with and what can be done to augment uh, communication capabilities? No, I can't speak to the initial communications and the warning. Uh, what we are really focused on right now is making sure that we do have continuous communication to help people understand mm-hmm. what resources are available, what the next steps in the process are going to be, and where they can go to get more information. Okay, well, the, see, now that seems like uh, she didn't, but we cut it off too early mm. because she said we're working with our state and local partners to ensure that our outreach and our messaging is also culturally responsive. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Like, so lots of eyes with apostrophes and other eyes. Yeah. Mm. I, you know, I think it's really, really good. And, uh, I want to be culturally appropriate as well. So I'm sending in from my childhood, my puka shells. Wow, that's yeah. wow, that gonna, a brave gonna, choice. Yeah, I know. Thank you. That's really impressive. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I mean, can you believe? What are you talking about? What no you, one cares about cultural, uh, culturally responsive. What are you talking about? Rescue us. Okay, fix our houses. Next time, don't let this happen again. How about that? Maybe, maybe have uh, Biden show some uh, some attention to the area, and maybe get off the beach uh, for a little bit. That would be nice. Don't worry about what the culturally appropriate thing is to say. Just help people. Help people in that moment. I really, I like Biden, and I'm being sincere. I like Biden's approach. It has nothing to do with the federal government. (laughs) These things should be taken care of by the American people. No, I know that. You don't like his approach. No, I know. But I think the president shouldn't be involved in all of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the government shouldn't be the first responder. It should be all the right. last responder. However, that's not what they're doing. Yeah, they're, they are. They're always saying we're the best. We're going to get in there. We're going to do it. They don't care. I've never seen an administration that cares less about the American people than this than this group of people. I really haven't. I haven't seen anything close to it. They don't care. Because they at least pretend. These guys don't. No. They, they don't care at all. I mean, why would you 
tell millions of people they're going to get their loans forgiven when you know it's not going to happen. You, do, you just tell it anyway. Let them get all excited. Let them start spending more money that they should have been putting toward their loans. And then just rip the rug right out from under them and act like nothing happened. Even though you knew the whole time it was going to be ruled unconstitutional. Of course they knew that. But they did it anyway because they don't care about people. It's a very consistent message it from is. this administration in actions. And on the two-year anniversary of the disastrous withdrawal in Afghanistan. Because they didn't care. They did not care didn't. at all about that situation. He, he never said anything about the people falling from the airplanes. What? I mean, it's a very consistent, I mean, look, in, in, not necessarily in words, but in actions, it's a very consistent message. And in, with the Maui situation, it's kind of actually consistent in words, too, because there's nothing happening. There's nothing happening. And I don't know, man, I guess they just feel so shielded from the media at this point that they don't have to do anything. I guess he believes running a campaign from his basement will work again. So he doesn't have to campaign. He doesn't have to look like he's engaged. He doesn't have to care that he, that people are dying uh, and have died in Hawaii in one of the worst tragedies we've seen in a long time, he doesn't even have to appear to care, and he can still win. I guess that's his, his idea. But Well, uh, we thought it was a, crazy last time. I know. I know. We thought it was crazy last time. Maybe he's right. I, I really think that Donald Trump should run the campaign that Joe Biden ran in 2020. So we just never see either of the candidates? <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just why do it from your house and just, you know, hey, here I am. Uh, and, and just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think Donald Trump has anything to gain by going to this Fox and I hope he does, I, you know, as a person, but I don't, I don't think he has anything to gain. I mean, look, from a game theory standpoint, there's a really good argument for him not to go to this from a country standpoint. I mean, look, he's the leader. He should be there at a debate. Don't you think, isn't it weird I understand from a game, th- like if I'm a manager of a, of a of a sports franchise and this is the game I'm trying to manage, I would say to him, look, you're up by 30 or 40 points. What's the point of this? Wait till one of these guys breaks breaks out, then go face him one-on-one or two or one-on-two. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about this. I get that. But like, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like it's the right thing to do to hear from this guy. If he's, if he's going to be winning by 40 points, we should probably be hearing from him and, and let him compare himself to everyone else. He's done well in these debates. I don't think he's afraid of it. I think he's just looking at it as what's to gain here. What am I going to go up by 50? And I get that, but it doesn't feel like the right way to, to go through this process. Do you agree with that? I do, but I also think strat- strategically yes. for him, Why about I would be saying... Don't go. Yeah, let, let Mike doing? Pence and Chris Christie yell at each other. Right. Let Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy yell at each other for a while. You sit back. They go punish each other. If one of them breaks out, which there's honestly no indication that might not even happen, honestly. With all these indictments coming down, he may win by 80 points. That's crazy. But, like, I, I, I can totally understand it from a game theory standpoint. That What is there to gain? But, I mean, there is something very American about this process where we're supposed to see these guys together I know. arguing out these ideas. And I wish at some point, maybe in my lifetime, we will have a conversation about a policy. Like, but I, don't I just think want we will. that to happen. Fox News. I don't think Fo- Fox News is going to ask all the same boring, yeah. uh, you know. Who's doing? Uh, do we know how, who, who's monitoring uh, How much thing? more money will you give to Ukraine? Do you think that's enough? I mean, when will you go to war with Ukraine? 
it'll just be these typical questions, unlike anything that happened at the summit. It's time I mean, Mar- for Martha McCallum and Brett Baer. I think they'll ask some good questions. I mean, Brett Baer, they're both they both they're pretty, both pretty good. There's some over there that I, I'm not a huge fan of. You know, the the Fox News operation has taken its hits over the past couple of years. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't I don't have a problem with those two. I, I they they may very well ask a lot of dumb questions. I'm not saying they won't, but I mean, they might. I do say that I'm seeing this now. This this uh, description of the debate includes pre-taped questions submitted by students. Oh, God. oh can we stop oh, with stop it? Stop it! Stop with oh. the pre-taped. Uh, stop it! Just ask. Can't. Can't. No. I say our coverage. We should run. I don't know. Mr. Smith goes to Washington, and we'll just comment as if that's the debate. Yeah, it'll be more interesting. I mean, it's just. <laughs> Yikes. I don't know. We'll see. By the way, it's a week from tomorrow. We do have Blaze TV coverage, blazetv.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn, on youtube.com slash America. We will have extended coverage of the debate where we can yell about all the pre-taped questions from students. All right. So look in the mirror. Do you see the dark spots? Uh, if you do, they're not going to go away on their own. But there is good news from GenuCell. The dark spot corrector from GenuCell is right in time for all the summer fun. Dark Spot Corrector has not one, but three cutting-edge ingredients. It goes to work fast to target sunspots, dark spots, liver spots, even discoloration on both your face and hands. You'll be amazed at how quickly you see results. And if you don't see the results, you get your money back. No questions asked. So go to GenuCell.com right now. Get your Dark Spot Corrector plus the best-selling Ultra Retinol Moisturizer with powerful retinol alternative for safe use in the summer sun. GenuCell.com slash back right now. Get these amazing summer essentials and save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package. Free shipping, free returns, and the best luxury skincare you've ever used. All at 70% off. It's at GenuCell.com slash back. A free mystery luxury gift while supplies last as well. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash back. Glenn Beck. Well, we uh, Stu was just saying that uh, the Fox News Channel is doing, you know, uh, uh, teenagers, I guess, or students asking questions of the candidates. And uh, Henri is uh, on the phone now. You're one of those students. It's Henry. Yeah, uh, Henry. Yes. Yeah, you snob. Yeah. Uh, I asked some questions. They only took one of them. Yeah. I asked in Fortnite, "What's your favorite gun?" And then I asked, "What's your favorite tower upgrade in Roblox?" And they didn't accept either of those. They only accepted my third one. What was, which is? How much more money will you spend on Ukraine? <laughs> they took that one right away. All right. Good. Thank you, Henry. I, I appreciate it's Henri. it. It's Henri. It's Henri. The Glenn Beck Program.
Hello, America. I would like to set the record straight after hearing about how horrible this summer has been. It's been the hottest summer in 155 trillion billion years. Uh, Never been hotter. Never been hotter. Uh, Of course, we all know that's absolutely true because science has decided that there's a scientific consensus. I'd just like to remind you that science is not a democracy in 60 seconds. I don't know about you, I tend to think that uh, I can immediately tell quality work when I see it. Take buying and selling houses, for example. What does it take to be a great real estate agent? Yeah, I don't, I don't have any idea. I have absolutely no idea, or didn't, until we started Real Estate Agents I Trust. Seen some pretty mediocre real estate agents in my day, but I have also seen the ones who get it done right. In fact, I've had lots of experience with them. I, I started out about 10 years ago representing the 500 best real estate agents in the nation, according to the Wall Street Journal, who ranks them. Uh, I started talking to them, getting to know them, and I found that there is something that ties them all together, best practices. So what are those best practices? We find them for you. We find the real estate agents in your area that are actually using those practices, and we recommend those people to you. And you do your own homework, but it's a good start. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, tell us where you're moving or buying, uh, whether it's across the street or across the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com. So tell me if you've heard this uh, phrase before. Scientific consensus. I have a real problem with scientific or all of the experts agree. A consensus of 97% of government-funded scientists support the idea of man-made global warming. If it was said that way, I would probably have less of a problem with it. A consensus of 97% of government-funded scientists all agree. Most scientists believe when a star goes supernova, the result is uh, a dense, dense object called a black hole. Nine out of ten dentists agree that Crest toothpaste prevents tooth decay and would recommend Crest toothpaste for their family. Well, that's great. Nine out of ten. Well, if nine out of ten dentists really do agree then why don't they just ban all other toothpastes? I mean, we have the scientific consensus, don't we? Hmm. Why don't we just ban everything else? Because they know more than you do. How about this one? 99% of scientists agree that bloodletting by way of leaching is healthy and will expel the evil spirits that are in your blood. That could have been said at one point because all the experts agreed that was true. What if a car company, if a car company could just tell you what to do, if a car company knew that their new technology was superior in all ways, but you didn't want to buy it. Imagine if experts said this car is better And you have to buy that car and you can no longer buy the cars. Wait a minute. Oh, that's happening. All right. How about this one? Let's say a bunch of experts get together 
and they told you you couldn't have ice cream or milk or beef because ca- wait that's happening too yeah but they would never tell you to eat but oh they are saying to eat bugs okay all right experts get together and they say the stove that you have in your house that you've used forever your kids grew up in the house everybody's fine they now say that gas stove is too dangerous okay they're doing that one too vacations are a thing of the past so you can't ride airplanes and they're doing that one too we have allowed a myth to develop we may as well now call it the al gore myth that there is some percentage of scientists or experts that is the right percentage of scientists or experts that must compel us to believe their theories, including being compelled to act upon those theories, even against the will of the people. Even if acting upon the consensus of opinion, some expert group tramples on the individual rights of others, It's okay because a majority of scientists think something together. So you don't matter anymore. I really, 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 really hope that one of these days we'll realize the only expert that counts is you. That's the one that counts. Because look what the experts have gotten us did you see the experts they're talking about the new song uh that is out what's that guy's name oliver uh anthony Anthony oliver no and oliver anthony i believe yeah you have two first names yeah you you don't get to choose the order when you have that problem no uh -uh. all of the experts are now saying he's worthless he's no good uh he's just a deplorable why And why do we care what they say? We have Alex Clark on. She's the host of The Spillover from uh, Turning Point USA. Uh, Alex. Two first names, too. You could call call her Clark Clark Alex. Alex. I am. Mm -hmm. I am. And they're both (laughs) guy names, and yet she's a woman. Ah. Interesting. So, Clark Alex, (laughs) as if that is your real name. Uh, Welcome to the uh, program. How are you? Thanks. I'm feeling good. I feel like America is kind of back with this song. I'm so excited. You like it? I do like it. And I, I was excited. I checked. So I checked the iTunes charts this morning, Glenn, and he's not only number one on iTunes with this song, but his the top 50 on iTunes right now is filled with multiple songs of his. So because of this song, now people are going and they're streaming a ton of his songs. So it's his song uh, is the most viral song in the country right now. And then Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town. I mean, that's pretty telling about the state of America. No, but experts will tell us that those are just for <laughs> deplorables. That those are just hicks. That they that this isn't saying anything except Donald Trump should be the ruler and king for the whole world forever. I mean, they are dismissing this. This song, I think, is it cuts right to the core of how people are feeling, and they don't care. They don't care. 
Yeah, well, you weren't born to just pay bills and die. And any genre of music, you know, especially when there is truth and there's passion and there's soul in the performer performing the song, that's going to resonate with people. That could be said for anybody. I mean, if you just look across history and what songs have have done particularly well, it's whatever artist has kind of captured the the cultural zeitgeist of the Mm -hmm. moment. And that is what this guy has done. This song has tapped into the cultural zeitgeist of the silent majority. He's talking about growing wealth disparity. He's talking about a 1984 Orwellian government overreach. He's talking about rampant inflation and taxes being unfair. He's talking about uh, people being hungry and how we have fat homeless people because all we do is feed the poor processed, low quality, cheap food in this country, a welfare state, male depression. This is what real people are going through. And yet they don't seem to either hear it or care. And I'm not sure that this guy is necessarily a conservative or a Trump supporter. Or, you know, everybody's like, hey, he's on our side. I don't know if he is. I have no idea. Um, I know that we have tried to get him on uh, several times, and he wants to stay away from political shows because he doesn't want to be made into just a political thing. But everything is political now. Everything. Yeah, but I think that's smart for him to do. I, do I mean, just look at look at how Morgan Wallen has had to scrape his way back up after his uh, near cancellation and end of his career. I, I think it is a mistake for any artistic work. I think mo- movies, music, to just be broadly and openly labeled conservative if it's just talking about culture like this. Because I think we we really need brand. Um, we need artists, brand new artists like Oliver. We need movies like Sound of Freedom mm-hmm. that are really just calling attention to common sense. And I think that when we are very quick to call these things conservative, that alienates a lot of people in the movie and then it prevents the message from getting out. So if all people see is like, oh, there's this viral song by this Oliver Anthony guy, but he's conservative. It's a political song. Like they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to listen to that. But if we're just like, hey, there's this like amazing song talking about life or whatever, it's just like, very generic then they're like okay i'll listen and then his message is likely to really resonate well i i have to tell you um that's the way i received it and that's the way i passed it on to friends was you got to listen to this guy listen to the words of what he's saying um i don't think he's concerned i mean he might vote like a conservative i don't know but this is a this is an American message. It's not like Democrats aren't suffering under Bidenomics. It's not like they're not feeling everything uh, that uh, that conservatives are feeling. Uh, you can't tell me that they like it. I'm sure some do, but uh, it's it's an American message for the time. And you know the other is. They're the ones separating themselves. When you see the sound of freedom, that is something that should appeal to every American, every American. It is the one thing that I really thought we still agreed on. Slavery is bad. Child exploitation is bad. Rape is bad. But apparently not. Um, You know, Disney held that movie and wouldn't release it until they were kind of had their hand forced. Then they gave it to Angel and Angel took it and run. 
And there's no point where they say, oh, you know, I guess maybe we should have. No, they're they're releasing Snow White where she's talking about, you know, the sexism of the story and the dwarves. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I had the same thought that there's no way that this song could have this uh, massive amount of success if only conservatives are listening to it and relating to it. So you know that there are people who might be classical liberals who, who traditionally vote Democrat. And I'm not talking about a leftist because that's just a whole other breed of people. But the liberals, I'm sure that there are some that are like, you know what? I also feel crippled, you know, by inflation right now. My small business is struggling. Like I relate to this guy and the reaction videos on YouTube, you know, people that like play the song and then they, they show themselves reacting to it. The videos are men and women of all races, all shapes, all sizes. And every single one of these people, Glenn, they're moved to tears. They're moved to tears. The reaction to this song being as big as it's been, I really think should give people some hope for 2024. And I think that's a really smart decision from this guy to say, I'm not going to do any political shows. Like, just keep speaking truth. And and that's how you that's how you actually red pill people. You don't tell them, uh, you know, you don't give a kid uh, like vegetables. You you put it in a smoothie or whatever. You tell them they're having something else so that they'll <laughs> actually eat it. Like that's what this guy's doing. I think that's super smart. What do you think of um, Alejandro uh, Monteverde? He is the guy that has he directed um, the Freedom, the Sound of Freedom. He is a he's probably one of the world's best directors that no one knows yet. He I've been following him for years. He's amazing. Um, And he was immediately they called the movie Sound of Freedom QAnon, which the movie was made two years before QAnon even showed up. Where does the QAnon stuff come from? It's just it's, at this point, it's just a way to use that as, as an excuse, I think, to shut people up and get us to stop talking about any any productive or important conversation. I think it's the most frustrating thing for me. I mean, as soon as that QAnon stuff started flowing around online, like I knew this was bogus. And I was like, I wish we would stop talking about it because I knew that this would be held against us at our throats as conservatives for the rest of time. Like we are never escaping that crap and it will always be held against us to invalidate any important message we have to say and say that we're just conspiracy theorists. Uh, I have to tell you, I, <laughs> I know this is a conspiracy theory, but it is, it's, it's a very well-run disinformation campaign. And uh, I don't know who started it, but boy, it, it sure has benefited uh, one group of people to discredit others and also to discredit things like pedophilia. You know, uh, there is, there's, there's a lot of people in, in powerful positions, especially in Hollywood that seem to like pedophilia. And, uh, and uh, it's just interesting to me that QAnon kind of rose to prominence all about uh, pedophilia. Thank you so much for being what? A heck of a sentence. <laughs> it did. It did. I mean, you know, look, uh, it's a, it was, you're saying basically like, uh, what exactly that, you know, obviously because there were some high profile criminals, right, in Hollywood that yeah. were prosecuted for this. Yeah. 
uh, certainly Jeffrey Epstein. And, and, if and I wanted publicly. to make sure that, uh, you know, Epstein looked like a crazy, you know, not a big story. Mm. Uh, if I wanted to, you know, make sure I'm protecting friends in Hollywood that were pedophiles uh, and I knew I was going to normalize pedophilia, the thing I would do is get people to laugh at pedophilia through something like uh, QAnon. They're going to way to wreck your opponents, essentially. Yeah, wreck your opponents. Yeah. Wreck the credibility mm. of all that so you can go out and do what well, they did on Sound of Freedom and say it's not that big of a deal. Certainly what they're doing with uh, by promoting it all the time and talking about QAnon. When I, when I don't know anyone who believes I don't know, it, anybody. I don't know anybody. I don't I've know never anybody. met a person who actually believes all the QAnon stuff, yep. but yet it's out there all the time in the media. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to end the interview with that, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> Thanks for being on with us. Uh, Clark... Alex, ah. or Alex Clark, not sure, uh, host of The Spillover on Turning Point USA. All right, our sponsor is Goldline. If you aren't on Goldline's email list yet, you're missing out. Just go to goldline.com and sign up. Uh, the, um, the recent uh, article, the most recent, is Does U.S. Debt, debt ground Downgrade Open the CBDC Door? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, char, yeah. Uh, it's a wake-up call for every American. The dollar is being downgraded. We are on the verge of some really bad things. A digital dollar takeover would be the thing that they're absolutely going to do. And you can lose, what, 60 70% of what you have if you take the new digital dollar in these uncertain times, having something tangible feels like a lifeline. Goldline, as always, has an offer hard to pass up. For every 50 of the two-ounce silver Maple Flex bars you purchase, they're gifting you 100 of the one-gram silver Mind Your Business bars for free. Heads up, this doesn't apply to IRA uh, orders. Time and time again, Goldline has been the beacon for those who are seeking stability. They get it, so should you. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. So uh, Donald Trump has been indicted yet again. I'm getting tired of this story, getting tired of saying this story. Mm. Can you imagine... Donald Trump, I think it's practically a joke with him at this point. Oh, I've been indicted again. This time for what? How many? He has to be at that point. I mean, it does seem completely ridiculous. Um, over and over again, we hear the same exact story. You know, But I, I've seen the coverage, and it seems a little different than what I just heard last week. Last week, when the special counsel was announced for Hunter Biden, CNN went on a lengthy uh, rant about, you know, maybe it was Dana Bash. I know I hate to bring humanity into this, but you know, think about the struggles of this family. Five years of this. They have been, this has been going on for five years. This really is a strain on the family and very difficult on Hunter Biden and his family members. I mean, can you imagine what this must be like? I'm telling myself, you guys have spent eight years at least, every moment of every day, basically prosecuting Donald Trump, right? Like, what's the what's the strain on his family? I don't think there's been a moment of consideration about that. 
you know, and I don't know that it's even a news organization's role to worry about the strain of the family of someone being uh, questioned legally. But still, I mean, come on. Every single little bit of what even something they could call evidence was a confirmation that he was a Russian agent for eight years. See, that is the problem. You know, they say every time with every new indictment, this is the one. This one. This is going to put him in jail. They've been saying that for nine years. And they never have anything. Anything. Right. Yet when we have text messages from Hunter Biden's associates saying, hey, by the way, don't message Joe. They get paranoid. Only talk about that in person. That's no, there's no evidence that Joe was involved. They say there's no evidence, even though they have that text message already on record. It's incredible. The Glenn Beck Program. Molly lives in Idaho. She writes in about her dog Darby's experience with Rough Green. She said... I want to let you know how much I appreciate this product. Our dog, Darby, very large, 11-year-old German Shepherd, doing much better since we've been supplementing her diet with rough greens. Her skin issues have cleared up. She seems perkier and less lethargic. She's on joint supplements, but her joints actually seem to bother her a lot less ever since she started taking rough greens. Thanks for letting me know, Glenn, about the product. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, and you sprinkle it on the food uh, for your dog. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the greens, thus Rough Greens on top. The folks at Rough Greens so confident that your dog's going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. They'll give you the first trial bag for free. Free, you just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN33. 833-GLENN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. The best debate coverage is going to be right on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, we have been doing some checking on something because I was going to rant about Fox News yesterday. Stu was going to rant about it today, and you still are. I give you full permission to do that, Stu. Hmm. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that what was being said, because yesterday we saw a news report that this is a little inside baseball that we cannot use more than three minutes total of the audio from the presidential debate. Now, I've never seen that before. Fox is saying, you yeah, know, we've had that since 2016, 2020. We've done that. It does seem to be there was a policy in 2016 on these debates that was similar. But they did not enforce Right. I mean, okay. it would be weird to enforce it, right? Like, why would you would you want to hide the information from voters? Like, you're, these are your listeners. These are the people yeah, that are it's supporting. really interesting, isn't it? That's a good question. It is a good question. I mean, we now we can't hear from Tucker Carlson or any of the candidates. Right. Like, how so, are we supposed to? <laughs> so um, here's the thing. They are apparently enforcing it this year. And uh, I've never seen that. Not in my entire career. I, you know, I, I was around for the uh, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan mm. presidential. I was on radio. 
I've done a ton of them in talk radio. I have done what this will be our fifth presidential election in talk radio. I've never had to worry about fair use on any clip ever, ever. And now Premier and other radio networks are issuing saying, I don't think we can air any clips from Fox News. So wait a minute. You're telling me that as a commentator, I can't take a presidential uh, debate and take the audio clips from it and play it for you the next day? I mean, I can't imagine that would hold up in court, but I don't want to get sued. So <laughs> I, I understood this is what this is the threat of litigation. So help me out, Stu. What are they doing? What is Fox News doing? I mean, look, th- you, the best, most rosy part of uh, idea here would be that they have a product that they're paying to produce and they want people to go to Fox News to watch it. So wait a minute. I understand that. I understand that. But that's why you don't let anybody take it live. So you're watching because you're going to get about eight to 10 million people watching. That's it. But you will expose it to 50 or 100 million people if you let people take the fair use. Mm -hmm. Hey, on the Fox News debate last night, this is what happened. Yeah. If you cut that out, you're speaking directly to about eight million people. That's it. I mean, it, it would certainly be if this is real. And here's my hope that we have a week here before this, and this there's some sane resolution behind the scenes that makes it okay for people to cover the news. I, I, hopefully, there's Fox comes to their senses, and there's a sane resolution of this. And I hope for that. But without it, I mean, you're basically you're certainly putting your own network and business interest above the country. Mm-hmm. You don't want your own viewers to be. Uh, educated on who the candidates are or people who may have just missed your broadcast. I mean, how often, Glenn, do we put debate clips in political commercials? There's a specific clause that says you cannot use it for any reason after a week after the debate. So once the, a week past the debate happens, if you play any clip for any reason, they're, they're going to sue you or threaten, they could sue you, I guess, in this, in this engagement. You're breaking what they say is the well, but fair that's use. But, what they, but that's what I'm saying is it's never been enforced. And, you know, it, when it comes to things like this, you only own things if you enforce it every time. Mm-hmm. It's why Disney is known to be just deadly in the courtroom, yeah. because you have to defend your brand every single time it's challenged. And if you don't, you lose that. Yeah. I mean, look, maybe this is just lawyers doing their thing and, and it'll get it'll get they'll come to their senses and we'll get to a, a sane resolution. I don't want to, I don't want to say that that won't happen because it doesn't make any sense, right? If you're Fox, the so whole then, point of this is not, this is not a, this is not a, uh, you know, a, a special show that you're doing, uh, you know, a special episode of, you know, whoever's on Fox these days, <laughs> whoever, whoever that person, it's a special episode and you're doing a, a, a special documentary or something. That's not what this is. This is a news event. And yes, they're covering it. And yes, they should be mentioned every time a clip is used. Uh, this is the Fox News debate from last night, of course. Uh, you know, but that's the way it's traditionally been done. And I can't imagine that courts would look at this and say, oh, yeah, no, they're right. They can designate the fair use. You can't listen to the presidential candidates say things. What, what kind of, why would it, MSNBC would then every time they say something, a, a candidate, Biden goes on MSNBC and he says something dumb, we wouldn't be able to cover it? 
But it's absurd. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, it can't be in. It is like it's like the thing where. Come on, you're getting mad. I know. I'm just. I'm just. It can't be real. To you, how many times have we said today? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it is just a today, common and we keep refrain. going back to that well of. Well, it can't be because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because well, I, I got news for you. Maybe we're the ones that don't make any sense in today's world. And it's hilarious because MSNBC is running these things. They're like, oh, well, these stupid idiot conservatives are all mad because they can't use the footage from Fox. And this the, shows how stupid they are. You know, you know how many times they've used clips of the Glenn Beck program on MSNBC? Should we go back and sue them for every one of those? Like, uh, it's, it's, of course they should be able. If you say something stupid... They should be able to highlight it and say how stupid you are because you're a public figure and a news figure, and they should be able to cover the news. That's the way this works. Now, there are abuses to that, right? They can't air the entire Glenn Beck program on MSNBC because they're supposed to pay you if they want to do that. But, like, for a news clip, a fair use, like, this this sort of agreement couldn't possibly hold up in court. But, again, who wants to get in a fight I'd rather just reenact the thing before. <laughs> well, I'm going to start on puppets now. <laughs> puppets, yeah. I would actually like, I would like somebody to make a puppet of each of the candidates and send them to me. Oh, God. You're going to get 9 million puppets set to the center. Well, I'm only going to use the best. So they better be good if you want to see it on TV. I'm not sorting through your puppet requests. Okay. That's not my job. What's Find somebody PO? else. What's our P.O. box? I don't Ask him for our P.O. box. No one knows what our P.O. box is. Oh, we yeah. don't have a P.O. box. Yes, we do. We don't have an address. Get, get Craig. Get Craig. Craig doesn't know. Get Craig. He does, too. Craig's, get Craig. He doesn't speak our language. Come He's on. Open the door and ask Craig. Craig's walking out the door. He's, he's too far away now. No, he's Look not. at him. He's all the way no. over there. That's glass. There's yeah. she can't, he no can't, way they're going to hear him through, through that glass. glass. No. Yeah. He's talking to somebody else. So, there, so Oh, he's just turned around and no, looked at Sarah. I don't think so. Uh-huh. So uh, I'll get you a P.O. box here for a second. You want and people to mail you puppets? Is this a real request? Are yeah, you actually yeah, going is. on the radio right now and saying you want people to mail you puppets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, years ago, I did the- ask the audience to mail me an egg, oh. and the first one that got here that wasn't broken won. Now, that was not a good th- idea. I didn't think that went all the way through for the sorting machines. No. And no. Mm. the I mean, post office did have a problem with that one. But puppets. What would the shipping alone yeah. be on a Chris Christie puppet? Oh. I mean, that's like no, no, no. thousands not, of dollars. I, I have to hold it up on my hand. <laughs> so it can't be. Well, it can't be like okay, it's the, scale then. What is it? P.O. Box what? Yes. Don't do it. I, this is you. Don't don't put this on me. She's like, should I give it to him? You make the decision, Sarah. Sarah, you who make do the you decision. Work for? Out of uh, how many puppets show up here? Million. I want Sarah sorting the puppets. I we don't. don't have a PO box. <laughs> I, I don't want you to sort them, Sarah. I don't want you to sort them. Yeah, until they start coming in. No, no, no I won't have you sort them. I promise you, I won't have you sort them. I am not sorting them. I am. No. I will not sort puppets. What's the PO box? Here we go. Sarah's now pulling it up on her phone. Send them to Glenn Beck Presidential Puppets. <laughs> P.O. Box 143189. Saying them in duplicate like that is gonna, not going to lead to any and problems then, at uh, all. What, what city is that? Is that Irvin? Mm-hmm. Irving, Texas. 
How uh, big is this? How big is this PO box? It's an enormous PO box. It really is. Mm. Uh, and uh, what's the zip code? How about if I just tell you the whole thing? Oh, go yeah, ahead. let's let's do the whole thing. Sarah, here's Sarah now with the, making the decision to get puppets sent here. Sarah, okay. I just I just want to make sure management knows who made the decision here. Sarah, here's Sarah. Sarah, one, two, three, Yemen Road. <laughs> no, Yemen. No, right, no, what's no. the real address? What's P.O. Box one four three one eight nine, Irving, Texas thirty nine hundred Teleport Boulevard. Teleport Boulevard. I don't even believe this. that can't be a real address. Where? Oh my gosh! It is apparently Boulevard, Irving, Texas. Yeah, seven five zero three nine. Seven five zero three nine. I want you to know <laughs> if there are puppets that show up at some place and they're left outside in a box in this heat, you their blood will be on your hands. <laughs> so what I'm looking for now are you can make them any way you want. But I'm looking for puppets that look like each presidential candidate so we can reenact the Fox News debate in puppets. Okay? So we need them by, what, the end of next week, right? Isn't it Thursday? Uh, It is next Wednesday night. Next Wednesday night. You better hurry. You better hurry. So get your puppet well, making maybe, materials. Hopefully you just have lots of puppets hanging around after all the candidates and you can just kind of ship them out. <laughs> and I don't th- Maybe just people just have them. Yeah. And I don't think that maybe that we need a, I mean, do we need a Mike Pence puppet? He's on the stage. He made it, by the way. That was the, he's the last, most recent one to make so it. So who, who, who is on the stage? Um, I believe seven of them have made it. Oh my gosh, uh, it's world of puppets. Now, Trump, we do not expect to actually, at this point, do not expect. We need a Trump puppet. That should be easy. Uh, well, that one I'm sure exists. Uh, you I, just make a sock with, with crazy hair. How dare you? His hair is the, the most. No, it's luxurious. Luxurious it hair there has ever been. Uh, and, uh, let's see. So it's uh, off the top of my head. Let's see. It's Ramaswamy's made it. DeSantis has made it. Uh, Pence has made it. Trump has made it. Christie has made it. Haley has made it. Scott has made it. Might be all of them. Did I miss anybody? Off? Anyone seem obvious? One, two, three, four, five, that's six, seven. No, seven. That's seven. It could be eight, but it's it's seven or eight. What's that? I said DeSantis. Yep. Yeah. So uh, those those are the puppets we need. If you happen to know a puppet maker, you're a you're somebody who says I've always wanted to make presidential puppets. Now is your chance. This is your big moment. Yeah, it is your big moment. And your puppets could be famous, and I could make you famous as a puppet maker. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is uh, just send them to Glenbeck Presidential Puppets. P.O. Box. A terrible idea. 143189. Teleport, uh, teleport Boulevard. I just don't think that's... Wasn't there a number before Teleport Boulevard? Yeah. What was so. it? That's important. 3,900 teleport. 3,900. This is the most complex address. Uh, 3,900 teleport boulevard. It's 75039. Send your puppets now. And not with eggs. This is going to be a terrible idea. I think it's going to be great. I think you're going to be surprised at how good the puppets are. Oh, I bet they're going to be incredible. Yeah, you know how many you know how many grandmas are out there right now that have been like making quilts and everything. They can make anything. My grandmother could make anything out of anything, and they're out there right now going, 
Oh, I'll show that stew. I'll tell you that right now. It'll look exactly like Mike Pence. Uh, let me talk to you about my pillow. If you want to be comfortable when you sleep, uh, my pillow is there. They have all kinds of specials going on right now. They have the uh, the sheets, the D- Gaza Dream sheets, best price ever, coming in as low as twenty nine ninety eight with a promo code Beck. They come in multiple colors, styles, sizes. They're ultra ultra soft and breathable, as well as extremely durable. Uh, upgrade your bedding now. And remember, my pillow products come with a ten year warranty, a sixty day money back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special square and check out the sale on Giza Dream Sheets. Enter the promo code BACK or call 800-966-3117. Get these great specials limited time now at MyPillow.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BACK. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, you're blaming me here for this, and it's really Fox News that is at fault. We wouldn't need the puppets if Fox News would let us use the video and and the audio. I mean, I agree with that, but you are turning a bad situation into an utter catastrophe. How is it a catastrophe? What is possibly going to happen? I don't know everything that's going to happen. This is why you take moments to think about things before announcing them. I've had three minutes since we announced oh, it, and I minute. still... I have you three, yeah. full, three full minutes. What could possibly happen with people sending in puppets? I don't know, mister. Please send me eggs in the mail. The I'm not eggs sure. eggs are different than puppets. I learned my lesson. Oh, no. I was young and mm-hmm. stupid. Really? I was, I was 19 years old. I was stupid. You were puppets, stupid yes. in, a, in the past tense. Now I'm and a now, Hall of Fame now you're smart at asking for puppets to be mailed to you. Yes, that's right. You want a Mike Pence puppet mailed to you. Yes. And you're saying, I I, I used to be stupid? <laughs> okay. That's what you're saying? Someone's Look, all going, I'm looking for, li- listen to me. The reason why I ask for puppets is because I actually do have a puppet show idea. Okay? I'm an idea man. And I've wanted to do this puppet show for a long time. But I don't know anybody that makes good puppets. Don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who's good with puppets. Because I'm not good Like with utilizing the puppets, actually? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And maybe they're all just professionals. Maybe you go from, I have no interest to puppets, to I'm a puppeteer overnight. I don't know. Like, like sort of like porn stars. Like you've never done yeah. porn, all of a sudden you're a porn star. You're a porn One star. One movie, you're yes. a porn star automatically. Yeah. Pretty much. That's Pretty the much. way it works. It's like uh, prostitution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a prostitute. Oh. oh, you just gave me money. I am a prostitute. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Yeah, it does. Right. It's that. Snap so, your fingers. It happens. So what I'm, <laughs> so what I'm looking for are puppets of the uh, presidential candidates. Do we need a Brett Bear and Martha McCallum puppet? If somebody has time to do them, mm-hmm. sure. Because then... Well, who's going to make the little desk? <laughs> a puppet desk you want? Who's going to make the little puppet desk and the puppet, you know, podiums? Mm-hmm, I don't know. That's a big question. I'll Ch- take care of the puppet desk and the puppet podiums. But you don't want your candidate without, I mean, because I'll have to just make a, just a sock puppet and sew like an eye to it. <laughs> and you don't want that. You don't want that. The Glenn Beck Program.